And welcome to Two Guys One Lightsaber. Oh, very first time. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, yes, you hear Ron at the same time. We are in the same room. Yeah, I never <laughs> thought this would happen again. Oh, right, I know, right? We've uh, started in Texas to Muskegon, now back to good old East Side by Detroit, so this is going to be a good time, man. <laughs> Fun. Or to actually seeing movies with you, talking about them, like, right away. And, yeah, it'd be nice. I'm glad you kind of brought that up with movies coming out, because we're going to have a busy year, um... As of this recording, we took a, I, we, we did an episode, but I also want to do this in person. I got to now not look at the mic and think it's Ron. <laughs> that would spin my trick the whole time. Um, but the thing I'm is. a lot better looking. But speaking of trailers this week, so we took, we recorded and I'm like, no, nah, I want to do it in person. I like this in person stuff way more. Me and Ron have always done shows together in person before. And, you know, it's nice. It's nice to not be like a guy talking into a microphone like a psycho. <laughs> so, that being said, dude, we got three movies that drop trailers simultaneously. Transformers, Beast Wars, then you had Guardians Galaxy Volume 3. Mm-hmm. My gosh. The feels. I've gone back and watched that one a lot. And Indiana Jones. Yes. So, what do you, what do you, let's start with Transformers. What, what, how are you excited for Transformers? The last two have been so bad. I don't know. Is this Michael Bay? No, no, no. Um, it's a totally different director. I'll bring up his name, but it's not Michael Bay. He's a producer, but he's not a director. This guy made Creed Two. He was the director on Creed Two. So. Oh wait, Ryan. I thought Ryan Coogler was. No, Ryan Coogler only did Creed One because he left Creed to go do Black Panther. Oh. Black Creed got him the Black Panther job, but Uh, he like he helped with the script and whatnot. Okay. Um. Okay, from the trailer, already looks better than the last two. I, I like the design of Optimus Prime, by the way. So yes. I'm kind of wondering if this is staying in the Bumblebee kind of era. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were thinking about that. But uh, the voice cast, too, dude. I, oh. I can't wait to hear what Pete Davidson's going to be. Um, <laughs> uh, Michelle Yeoh is in this as well. And uh, Peter Dinklage, I think, is the ape. But wasn't the ape in Beast Wars... Was he not um, Optimus, from what I remember? It wasn't yes, Optimus. He was. So I wonder what this is going to be, how they're going to change some of that. Because you definitely saw the saber tube. Mm-hmm. And I want to see Megatron as the T Rex. Right. Oh, I'm so excited <laughs> for this. Right. So if Megatron's back, is did the first three movies not happen? I don't understand the timeline then. I, t- I is never. This a continuation? It seemed like Megatron was always half dead or dying in the Michael Bay first <laughs> three. So like, it wouldn't surprise me if they just bring him back. Like. Uh, like the last two like regular Transformers movies, as soon as they introduced Mark Wahlberg, it was downhill. Right. So, uh, but the Bumblebee movie I thought was actually really, really well done. It was a really good. It did exactly what the 07 one did, where it was just like you could relate to being a teenager with first car kind of love. And yeah, imagine if your first car was a robot. That right. was awesome. <laughs> um, so this is like the, some of the cast. So Michelle Yeoh is playing, I guess, just herself. Uh, Peter Dinklage is Scourge. Uh, Pete Davidson is playing Autobot Mirage, and then Ron Perlman is playing Optimus Primal. Okay, so it is Prime. Yeah, so okay. that's that's cool. That's nice. The end trailer, I really like just seeing him like when I got the goosebumps the second time when I saw his face guard come up, and yes. he, I was like, <laughs> "You got me." Yeah, looks good, man. I'm excited. Uh, that joins a huge June of 2023. Yes, it's uh, that Flash. Uh, there's Mad a Marvel Man. movie in uh, too, I thought. Uh, maybe Miss Marvel, I want to say, because Guardians Marvel comes is? out in May. So, yeah, and maybe uh, I no, think it was Indy. Indy comes out. Indy in June. comes out in June. Okay, let me double check that. Hang on. 
Um, but let's get into, let's keep talking about that then. Um, Guardians Galaxy 3. Oh my god, that looks so good. Um, the feels, the, I know he said the 80s soundtrack, but that's a 90s song that no, yeah. it's playing throughout. So yeah. I, I hope there's what, a mix in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, that, that was just so well done. And I, I, coming off the Guardians of the Galaxy special too, I'm super psyched for it. And I'm glad I'm getting serious Marvel again. Between yes. this and Ant-Man, I it's nice that we're going away from this humor thing. And we saw it in Wakanda Forever, which we will be doing spoilers on mm-hmm. uh, later on in the show, including Andor. So, if you, you know, didn't misread the title. But yeah, I'm excited to see what we can do now in Marvel taking things serious. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it was... Oh, it had James Gunn humor obviously mm-hmm. like they, them coming off the ship almost looking like star trek like discovering new galaxies and then drax throws the ball at the little girl's head I'm like okay yeah that's that's james gunn humor right there well and the cool thing was though it's kind of interesting to see more of the space style and them being in different suits so i feel like the trailer's jumping all over the place which i like um us definitely getting to see as well what the, the crew's been through since like this is definitely far after um thor ragnar oh not thor ragnar thor love and thunder too yeah because the ship's different i like how it's named bowie um <laughs> it just has a great space opera theme to it and it's going to be very bittersweet because we know batista said this is his last time playing drax yeah there's a lot of like not everyone's walking out of this kind of thing vibe so mm-hmm. it's going to be kind of cool to see where the guardian's well, going s- forward in the trailer you saw drax with a gunshot wound basically near his heart mm-hmm. so uh, yeah drax i don't think actually survives this uh adam warlock looked awesome I, I, yeah i forgot about adam warlock he's briefly in the trailer and yeah that uh, guy came a lot from since the high evolutionary which was the uh guy from uh Peacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> he looks really good. Rocket gets like a little companion. It looks like an otter. Yeah, with a metal arm. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it. <laughs> so, yeah, it looked really yeah. cute. And they had the classic. So in the comics, they actually become like heroes and kind of part of Nova Corps. Right. Those were their Nova Corps like costumes that they huh. were wearing. But Nova Corps in MCU is dead. Nova Prime got obliterated by Thanos. So. I don't know what I don't know where they get these. Um, Maybe that's just, why the Guardians are starting nowhere up as like their base since yeah. because we saw that um in the special that it's like their base now. I wonder if they've taken the roles on a little bit more serious going forward mm-hmm. since you know there's nobody out there and you know Peter's got a heart of gold like he is a very right. good person. I can't wait for it. it comes out May fifth, twenty twenty three. So we're like five months out from that, which is insane. Um, so in the last trailer with the one that uh. <laughs> The one that everyone from the 80s on grew up watching. Oh, Indiana Jones <laughs> and The Dial of Destiny, which is a very interesting... Um, I'm, I've stayed away from all the plot leaks, all that stuff. So Dial of Destiny, I do kind of think there's going to be some kind of time travel element to this one, which I'm kind of curious about how they do that because the last time they went too fantastical, although granted, we're talking about a series that literally has two biblical things and a guy yeah. ripped a heart out. <laughs> so I can't... I really don't mind it, but if it's done super well, but um, some of the CGI was spotty. Yeah, but that DH scene with him in the Nazi uniform, I was yeah. like, "You look just <laughs> like Last Crusade, indeed." Which is my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, in my new living situation, we rewatched the first one because uh, roommate's girlfriend has never seen Indiana Jones. What? So she's twenty six, and I'm like, "Huh, let's see how this is gonna work out." She loved it. Like <laughs> she went to go like go get ice cream, so we paused the movie, and she was whistling the Indiana Jones theme. I'm like, "We're good. We're good." 
Have you watched Raiders of the Lost Ark yet? Not yet, not yet. That one's my favorite. No, we watched Raiders of the Lost Ark first, and we went right into it. And dude, to be honest with you, I don't think I've ever seen that movie from beginning to end. If not, I was such a little kid, and I liked the other two so much more because they were more spectacle and not scary, and Mm. the second one had a kid in it. So, (laughs) But I rewatched it for the first time in like probably in 20 years. (laughs) <laughs> but I will say, uh, seeing a young Alfred Molina in the beginning of it, the guy who oh, betrays yeah. him, <laughs> uh, it was very cool. But uh, back to the trailer, what did you think about it? I, I feel like it didn't really give too much away. And so is Shia LaBeouf not in this? I, I don't think, think so, no. I think it looked like they recast his son. Well, no, that's his goddaughter. So it's somebody who's connected to him's daughter, which is going to be very interesting. I don't know if Marion's coming back in this. Like, I'm trying to stay out of that kind of stuff. So whatever they present me is what I'm focusing on. Uh, I know Skarsgård is playing like a Nazi who is a former Nazi. So he supposedly he wants to fix the wrong. So it's kind of curious. Like, <laughs> wait, does he want to fix the wrongs because he made mistakes? Or does he want to get... Yeah, fix the wrong and then put Hitler back. Be in power. power. <laughs> like, yeah, tell Hitler like, hey, Normandy, D Day, this day, have the army on the beach. Yeah. You'll win the war. That's kind of like the coin toss because yeah. sometimes you know who we thought were going to be the main villains turn out to not be. But at the end of the day, if you, um, it's going to be super interesting with Indiana Jones like going forward. Um, what else I'm curious about though too is like, where's the future of India after this? This talks about doing a spinoff show. No, they need to end it. You think like nobody else should ever be Indiana Jones going forward? Do you think that role is yeah, that sacred? That's no, sacred. It's gonna be hard. Like I think it's gonna be like a franchise I could see being dead for 10, 15 years, possibly. Like there'll always be like little things here and there. Well, you know um, Hollywood doesn't have an original thought anymore, so you know eventually. No, they do gonna... have original thoughts. <laughs> Hang on, I will defend this. They do have original thoughts with movies, but nobody goes and fucking sees them. That's a true point. Because okay. honestly, no, and that's also if I can get a whole tangent about this. <laughs> But I won't. But there are movies that are original that people just don't go and see because it's such an investment well, to go to the movie sorry, theater. The blockbusters, blockbusters now yes, are yeah. just repeats of well, what something. I could argue seen. that if Netflix put out half their blockbusters that went straight to streaming, they would have made a giant profit on it. At least in the opening weekends, they would have made their money back. But that's something I would love to talk to you about yeah. off mic. <laughs> we'll wrap it up then. Indiana Jones 5, do you believe in me now? Because this is something that you're worried about because of Crystal Skull, obviously. Yeah. That movie wasn't terrible, but it wasn't on par with. Do you the think other it wasn't? Do you think it wasn't that bad? It was just coming off of like nostalgia hype, and the summer of two thousand eight was such a great year with movies. When you look back at it, that was the year mm-hmm. we got Iron Man, Dark Knight, Pineapple Express, and Tropic Thunder, and Step Brothers. Mm-hmm. Go on, two thousand eight's up there with like one of the greatest blockbuster summers after ninety four or movies. Do you think it's just popular to hate on Crystal Skull now? Like, it's the cool thing to do, like, people hating on Avatar? Yes and no. I don't think aliens should have been part of the whole indie thing. Gotcha. That is not what this is. Okay. I would have rather seen more like a mummy coming to life like Tomb Raider than aliens introduced into Indiana Jones. Okay. Case in point. (laughs) Um, So, we'll go on from there. So, uh, going forward, and I'm sure most people who listen to this, you definitely have seen Andor by now. Uh. You want to go Andor first or Wakanda? Well, you know, we're going to Wakanda first. So we're going to do Wakanda forever. If you haven't seen it, it's been about a month. Ron, so you saw it last. I've still not seen it a second time. I don't think I'm going to see it a second time. And not because it's that bad. It's just a little long. That's yeah. my biggest criticism about it. You could have taken 10, 15 minutes off this movie. Probably. And uh, 
But damn, it was an emotional ride. It was in a great way. Like, I really liked the Shiri arc about the whole story. But mm-hmm. your thoughts first. Uh, yeah, so I saw it about a week ago or a week and a half ago now. Um, yeah, I thought it was actually a very well done sequel, which Marvel is really hit or miss on sequels. Uh, and a sequel without its main character yes, as well. Yeah, would be even more challenging. Um, but no, I, I liked it. Um, I thought Riri Williams was very well done. Uh, I wish she would have got to keep her suit at the end, but we'll see in her own show what she does with that. But uh, no, it was a good way to introduce her. I was really surprised, like, Lake, Lake Bell got Drew Barrymore's scream here. Just <laughs> Right. But the thing is that we never saw a die-die, so I'm, right. I'm convinced that she's, like, locked up in a prison. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, they're going to keep her, like, milking her for information or, like... Why not when you keep, like, I think she's probably, like, some kind of high-top scientist working mm. for CIA, but... Uh, uh, well, speaking of CIA, we got more, uh, what is her name, uh, Allegra DeFontaine in there. You can or say Valentina, Allegra DeFontaine. DeFontaine. Yeah. yeah, we got more of her, which we finally get to see what she's up to. She runs the CIA. Yeah, I did see that kind of, like, I like how she was definitely trying, she was definitely working the ex-husband, um, what's... Yeah, uh, wow. Harris? No, his name uh... You look it up, hang on. I'll give my thoughts on this. But her arc, like, working that... Ross. Ross, yeah. Ross in that thing, that was just because he was in the first one kind of thing. That That's something you could have trimmed down. But it's cool seeing it because we're getting so built up the Thunderbolts who, rumored is, the villain might be the Sentry? Brian Gosling is reading so, for it. So I've heard Sentry or Hyperion. I'd go Sentry. I would go Sentry too because but Sentry the thing has is, the Void, which is his dark side. Yeah, so instead of like them taking him down by physicality, is that they do it, but they also get his, they learn that he has a split personality. So you yeah. can make his good side, Bob's mm-hmm. side, instead of the Void. If you don't know who the Sentry is, there's a quick rundown on it. He's an evil Superman with a split personality. One side of him is Bob. He's just this normal guy who kind of gets like, he. he's normal. He tries to be Superman. But then there's a the dark side of him called the Void where he will just... He's unstoppable. Like, he is literally unkillable. Yep. So, he's a really cool character. And if it's played by Ryan Ga- uh, yeah, Gosling. I've heard Skarsgård's going for it. Skarsgård, that's still... That would be another good one, too, as yeah. well. So, those are just rumors until it's officially announced. <laughs> we'll kind of daydream about that. But let's get into the plot with Namor. Or, uh, is there another way to say it? Uh, no, it, Namor is what he goes by in the comics. Okay. But there's... He goes by multiple names. He's like the winged serpent god. It's cuckoo something. I I don't speak ancient Aztec. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let's do... Uh, yeah, so what did you think about his backstory? Very, very Killmonger-ish, yes. which makes sense. But I liked that it would have been interesting to see what how him and T'Challa would have vibed off each other. Because yeah. they have been both former warriors and Shiri's and, you know, Angela Bassett are very angry people in this movie. So, like... It seems like he wasn't trying to be a dick, but he also was flexing. Like, he was definitely, like, treading that line way better than Black Adam did. Um, So, I thought he was really well done. His introduction was cool, sneaking up on Shuey and Angela Bassett after the funeral, them talking about their feelings. Uh, It was well done in that aspect. My downside is, though, is that he just gets kind of taken out like a bitch, but it was kind of cool how he got taken out. Well, I mean, he... He was he was dying on land. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. And so, I mean, she fried him. She to, to, ripped yeah. the wing out of his damn. Yeah, angle. I'm like, oh damn. <laughs> he just felt. I felt like he definitely was 
they, they he played into like oh crap I'm better than this kind of thing that's that yeah. was his downside his ego so maybe I just I don't know but I know they can't ever do like a solo movie with him which kind of sucks it's not yet anyways yeah. I I think it's only a matter of time before Disney gets Hulk and Namor back yeah we'll see if Universal ever gives those up um so what's uh what else was in there going on in the movie that I really liked uh the midnight. The Midnight Angels, taken right from the comic page, man. Do you it looked awesome. Do you think it's too, no? Do you think they're gonna play in the Armor Wars too? Because they got technically Iron Man suits. I, I mean, I I think Riri Williams would need some help, maybe. It yeah. would be cool. I hope they fix her outfit because this is what we talked about last time we talked about this was. I wish that these suits would stop being so CGI. Just yes. put some plastic, like. Come on, it looks the fact that the Iron Man suit in Avengers still looks better than the Iron Man suit in Endgame, and yeah. I get it. But like, man, just put some just do it practical a little bit and mix the two so it looks good. Like I don't want to see a floating head on a suit. And she did kind of look like a Power Ranger slash Optimus Prime. But it was a cool looking outfit. It was, yeah. But uh is there anything else you really want to talk about going? Oh, oh wait, let's talk about Killmonger then real quick. Um great scene. Did you see that coming? Yes. Yeah. So I like I that was one of the things that got spoiled for me beforehand. Okay. Um I mean obviously since she couldn't see Chadwick Boseman, she couldn't see T'Challa. She wasn't gonna see her father. I knew that. So the only logical choice would have been The father her. you could have fit in just cause, but that would have been just kinda like a rip off of Chadwick and Yeah, exactly. And Angela Bassett never took well, we didn't see till the end, but yeah, I'm like she didn't take the purple herb, so yeah, yeah right. Yeah, so too. she wouldn't be in the ancestral plane. Only like the Black Panthers who have taken the herb get to yeah go there. So it makes sense because even you saw it throughout the entire film, she was at war with the world. Okay, like so it makes sense with yeah. She's angry. Yeah, then, burn it, burn it all down. Exactly. Uh, now I do think this. Do you think this opens up possibility, especially with Secret Wars, that just like we got in What If, do you think we get an alternate version of Killmonger, but he's good? And this is kind of like them testing the water, like, see if we could bring back Michael B. Jordan? Or I mean, that would be kind of cool. Um, there's different iterations of the Black Panther in comics with okay. suits and stuff, so... Maybe. Yeah. I mean, that could be cool. Or we get T'Challa's son. There could be a, a time jump where they make him, like, a teenager. Right. Maybe Young Avengers Black Panther. That would be cool. And it, <laughs> I do like the... I'm glad you brought up the son. I thought that was very well done. And it's a good, great way to recast the character without recasting yes, the it, character. It, it, it was a well done thing. And mm-hmm. um, the one thing I wish there was definitely more of, M'Baku stole the show, man. See, I, like, with with the him becoming king of Wakanda, yeah. I think he should get... He, I, I think he should get the herb. I want him to get the herb. Everyone does because he's such a great actor. And he, he is. And he was so well balanced. I've seen a character arc of him. Like, he's still like, well, let's fight the fishman. But he learns from his mistakes. Like, yes. he's constantly always learning and from his previous mm. uh, faults. But I do kind of like the idea, though, is that Shiri's kind of like the spear, like tip of yeah. the spear while he's the staff. Like, he's going to yeah. help her out and make sure she's doing what she does. Um, well, I can't I mean, wait. It, oh, was, it, it was like T'Chaka. Where uh, T'Challa was the protector. Yeah, well, he while was still he was king. Yep. So it's yeah. it's same thing, and also Shiri. I don't know. Maybe they can ship him later on. Because although I do kind of like their brother sister relationship, it seems like she yeah. he's gonna he's looking out for her. Because well, I didn't he say that like T'Challa's last wish was for like me to look after you. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's gonna be very cool to see their characters going forward, and we got two massive armies now. I love how like. 
Wakanda's the superpower, and now we got this secret superpower nobody likes. Mm-hmm. Namor's last thing being very clever too, and being like, "Well, when they go to war, they're gonna need our help." Yes. Yeah, so yeah, after he gets defeated, his whole plan uh, he stands down, and was it Namora was yeah. like, how, like she was disgusted, like you're not the one to yield to this them, the surface right. dwellers, and he's like, "I have a plan." She is now the most powerful person in the entire world. Yeah. And when they come after Wakanda, which they will, because yeah. Wakanda has all the vibranium. You even saw the CIA, everyone was coming after yeah, I this like, movie. Yeah. And it, with the, uh, what is it, with the uh, Dora Milaje protecting one of their uh, Wakandan outposts, mm-hmm. it was the French mercenaries. Yeah, during the, yeah, when Angela Bassett's like giving a speech because yeah. they're like, why are you holding all these resources? And then, you know, I like how it's done, like it's being done in real time, but it's already like got him a day before. And like, really? You're going to keep screwing with us? Like, <laughs> right. No. Yeah, so and like, so the service will come for Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And that's when Namor's like, they'll turn to us for help. And then we get our wish, destroy the surface. Uh, we'll just end on this. Do you think Angela Bassett deserves best supporting actress? Or, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, or Academy. She's, I, she's I don't know if it'd be supporting a leading actress who's kind of the lead, but. Eh, I would say it was support. Yeah. Uh, so let's go on. Last topic. Um, Andor, season finale. Damn. Damn, indeed. <laughs> um, the heartfelt emotion during all of this was just so gratifying. Like, it was such a build-up. Every, we talked, this whole show is just constantly building you up. And by the time you get to the last chapter of this three-arc thing, because we only had, like, kind of, you know, that was a that episode seven, I want to say, where he gets captured is kind of a nice stop point to yeah. catch everyone up. But this one, just seeing Andor come full circle, was so well done. Yeah, you start the episode with like the manifesto playing in the background, and like, or that was early on in the episode. But yeah, it just he was adopting the like his rebellion roots. Well, him finally seeing like after what he came after, and like just seeing you know what his people have gone through because of this one little mistake he made, and this is how they react. And yeah, it was just everything coming together, which was just building the tension. And that's great storyline. Like, you no, know, what's the chance? No, they all had reasons to go there. Mm-hmm. You had Syrian and his Scottish lieutenant right yeah. there, which I loved. <laughs> and, you know, the whole arc of him finally, like, proving to Deidre, his love, that he can do the job. Right. Uh, you got Luthen going there. We got to see Val and, um, God, you're done. Who is Val's friend? Cinta. Cinta. Their whole relationship is going to be fascinating season two to see because Cinta's going more in. I feel like Val's getting scared because yep. she's seeing what Cinta. Cinta's a cold-hearted bitch, and I love <laughs> her, dude. Yeah. She's going to be great with her. I can't wait to see what her and Paige, uh, her and Andrew get together because I feel like they're they had chemistry beforehand. You know, they kind of tease that like she has her own bed already, kind of joke. But I, he's going to definitely go full board um, with this, especially after what we witnessed. Man, that was Empire going full. Yes, full kill them all and like sort them out later like kind of thing although granted they did get terrorist bomb but <laughs> fuck dude after that speech um from andor's mother that yeah. let's talk about that were you like were you getting kind of caught up into it like watching it like as she's talking yeah absolutely like it was oh she it was like her dying wish to have everyone do what she couldn't right at, like fight while they actually have a chance to fight before it's too late in the Empire, it has, like, a death grip on everything and everyone. I liked how she didn't describe the Empire as a disease, but as rust. I thought that was a clever way, good way to give a good monologue and change it up so it's not like something I've heard. Because it's always a disease. 
Uh, but when she calls them bastards, <laughs> like we're gonna fight these. I like I would never change anything ever again. Uh, I'd fight the, but I would fight these bastards sooner. And yeah. like that, the guy who's in uh, Imperial, who's like in charge of everything, just trying to block it and just getting kicked right in the chest by uh, <laughs> Andor's best buddy, the big guy. That I was like, shit's gone. Let's go. Let's go. It it was great seeing how it inspired Luthen. Yes. Yeah, you could tell Luthen was like, because we just saw him do this thing where he just sacrificed 50 men. Yeah. And he thinks rebel, he's pretty much fighting like the Empire. He's treating us as numbers, not as people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the speech hits because he's like, wait, this is the son of this mother. Right. Come on. Like, it was really well done. And I think that led to him seeing Andor at the end when Andor's like, you're going to shoot me or take me in. Yeah. And him smiling, which is brilliant decision making no yeah. dialogue just have him smirking because he's like i got my guy now yep smile end it <laughs> yeah. yeah um he, even andor and bix like reacting to it too like hearing it like yeah. it was just something and what would you take the mic for a second what do you think uh it i love the whole like almost cat and mouse type of game that the whole episode was doing with the right. viewpoints like the empire like what is it cassian's friend Mm-hmm. former friend now yeah that <laughs> like piece of sold shit. out his position and you just see andor keeping an eye on every angle well, you, of the plaza and you like, kind of you see everyone just coming in on him like you you yeah. thought he was done that guy is very interesting i can't wait to do it on rewatches because he's like same as before but also get me out of here for his price he's yeah. like fly me off here so you wonder how much information he has been feeding the empire maybe that's why they were looking after his mother so intently not just because she's andor but like watching everyone else mm-hmm. why they probably discovered uh bix's thing yeah he also played it off so casual with the guy in the bar too he was just like don't tell me anything i don't want to know right exactly like <laughs> so he knows the guy's going to give him information uh because he's getting him drunk at the bar to get it out yeah. of him uh what else but deidre i i love it in movies when people of power have never been in the shit hits the fan moment and when deidre goes from like confidently shooting openly into a crowd of civilians (laughs) and just takes the rock to the side of their head it was cool shit like and just seeing that panic in her eyes and uh, serial serial boy (laughs) just coming in swooping and getting to be the hero and you know she wanted to kiss him but she was she was holding (laughs) back because she's so professional and shell-shocked yeah but he's just like I came. You needed help, mm-hmm. but he he loved it. He's like, I'm the hero, and and that's that all came about in like episode eleven, where uh, they're like, Hey, we know Cassian's mother died. He's gonna come back for the funeral, right? Like they requested like a a certain route through the city and mm-hmm. like the whole tradition of Ferrix. And they're like, no, but, but, but we denied them. And she's like, Why the hell did you? Do yeah, that? she knew exactly like, what you, she was yeah, doing. Like you let them all through, and we're gonna box them in. Like, she was so confident. <laughs> well, how did you like, um, what was I going to say? My favorite thing with this whole plan was the music. Like, during the whole sequence, not the plan. Yeah. But the music, the band was playing, the trailer. That really hits. Like, the music in this show, it's amazing. Like, even with the trailers we talked about earlier, you know, they just do popular songs and yeah. slow it down. <laughs> Indiana Jones and slow it down, let it build up, just like Force Awakens. <laughs> but this one, just the music throughout the show, changing every episode, setting the tone for like what the episode's gonna be like. Yeah. Also, just it really just feels like a world lived in. I know people complain there's no enough aliens. We got aliens, but that's not every planet is just like eighty different types of species. Okay, they're all right. indigenous people. They're indigenous planets. You know, <laughs> so just like not everyone in you know Michigan would want to move to Arizona. Yeah. It's the same people who would never want to move to Michigan. It's different types. Whatever. Um. But the great thing about 
this whole buildup though was also seeing the kid and I just saw it before you came over here on TikTok was him and his dad being side by side right there and he's got his dad's photo floating while he's making the bomb so it kind of looks like first time you see him in episode one the last time you see him together in episode and I'm glad that I, I don't know his name they don't really say it. I don't think they did say his name but him making it and the crowd protecting him and him making it to the ship to get off like yeah they're building up a lot of deaths because where are the rest of them? I mean, granted, we don't need to see every rebel pilot, but I'm like, you guys are setting up Rogue One 2.0 right now. Like, there's a crew of people that are ready to die. Yep. Like, this is going to be dark as shit. And B2 emo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His line, too, was like, you always come back or something. And yep. then Bix, you know, which I loved her, like, um, her, like, her, like, you know, being scared to leave and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but her saying the same thing. He's like, he always find, he'll find us. He yeah. always does. And she's smiling. That woman. <laughs> she can look like shit and still be a solid 10. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, because I, I, I don't know if... No, we didn't record that. Maybe we did post. But like I said, a lot of actresses don't do that. Like, will they right. allow themselves to get, like, all bloodied and dirty like that? It's like, she looked like hell. Yeah. Uh, well, she's been tortured for probably a month at that point. Yeah, <laughs> like, and they're doing it, like, not just the probe droid, like, getting troop. I wonder if they changed tactics after this, but, yeah, I'm like, wow, I feel like they just pumped Princess Leia full of drugs or something. Like, <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, I do like how Andor snuck in. The chef recognizes him, but the lethal Jason Borden takedown, shoving the blaster in his chest to muffle it. Yes. Another thing you don't see in Star Wars, which is that little thing to make Andor just that more adult for us. Yeah. And give it a good shot, which I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. But, it was, everything about that episode was so well done. So let's get into, yeah, we talked about the ending. Uh, let's touch on Mar Mothma real quick. Yes. Who honestly was a standout of the show. I did not think, I, I got my political side thriller of this. I got House of Cards, Game yeah. of Thrones, talk style with her. How did you feel about the daughter getting married to the guy? So it looked like the daughter was okay with this. Cause yeah, she's very like much the, into it. Yeah, it seems like the daughter liked the traditions of where Mon Mothma comes from. But you you saw a piece of Mon Mothma die in oh, that yeah. scene. Well, and I like how she clever, and we got to see that the driver was listening the whole time, all the time. Um... So yeah, him being like, a, yeah, she was right about that. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure she set it up to make it seem like the reason she needs this money is because the husband's been gambling it away. So she yes. made so she knows he's driving. I'm like, that's smart. There you go. Like you're really working on this. Well done. Um, it's gonna be very interesting to see what she she's already sacrificed something. I can't wait to see how willing she is to go, and I'm very curious about what happens to her family and all this. Right, because I don't think the kid, I don't think the daughter is secretly working with her father, helping fund rebellions. I think they're literally just pieces of shit. <laughs> or the daughter—that's unfair to call a thirteen-year-old a piece of shit, but she's definitely been radicalized. She's been brainwashed. Yeah, to for, sure. for some reason I don't know. Maybe because mom's not around enough. Um, but well, yeah. mom's just trying to make the galaxy a better place. You know, God the, forbid. Less the daughter knows, though. Less she becomes. <laughs> if she tells her daughter, "Hey, by the way, I'm." Funding rebels across the galaxy. Oh. First of all, you don't know how daughter's <laughs> going to take the news. Second, that also makes her a threat and uh, to both sides to, to kill her or <laughs> right. get information out of her. So last but not least, then we end on the post credit scene. This thing. We all knew what they were working on, but it's so cool to see that that little piece is part of the ray yeah. to the Death Star. How did you feel about that post credit scene? Were you like, yeah? I kind of figured, I, I figured they were either building like, uh, like, 
uh, the uh, st- fighters. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I forget what they're called. I thought they would definitely be like part of Thrawn's thing, possibly the Tide Defenders pro project. Yeah. But seeing it part of the disc array, it's like wow, cat. They're really just Cassian's gonna die by the thing that he built. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, like, yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty dark, man. Yeah. But it's just cool to see how much manpower and wonder like what kind of corners they were cutting during Return of the Jedi. <laughs> right like the fact that they were just like hey we just need the top half and the fucking laser fix okay worry about the bottom later and like we're literally having our whole fleet in front of this well everyone always complained about the contractors of the Death Star now we know why because yeah. they're being forced to labor oh it's either forced labored or they have a bunch of spider robots constantly which yeah. is something between this and Mandalorian I like seeing that concept of robots because when you think about it yeah they would have be able to carry heavy, heavy loads, multiple <laughs> arms for purposes. Like, yeah, I know, it's kind of cool little facts. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about with Andor? Uh, I just can't wait to see what kind of uh, stuff Luthen gets into with Cassian. Okay. I like because he's obviously. I think Cassian will end up meeting uh, Saw at some point. Right. Because they knew each other in Rogue One, or at least knew of each other. So I. I'm only assuming that they have to run some kind of job together. Right. Which it, would be really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's always going to be very interesting going forward. There's the rumors, um, you know, John Campier, we talked about this, but John Campier talked off mic, but with him saying uh, he's got inside, inside sources, and if you don't know John Campier, he's usually right when he uses his source. He has a source tell him, no, you're wrong. Kathleen Kennedy's job's not safe because Bob Iger's mm-hmm. back. Now there's rumors going around that Indiana Jones is going to be her goodbye song like she makes sure this movie's fine and that's it because she has history with indiana jones i think it was one of the first movies she helped produce yeah or she was part of et and spielberg team that's why george lucas recommended her mm-hmm. um but that being said this is the last star wars that we have and it's gonna be very curious going forward uh the acolyte you know that cast is gonna be great uh daphne uh keen yeah. has gone on and talked about like how this is a different thing it's kind of a mystery thriller uh, that's going to be kind of cool. Uh, she said it's kind of a prequel to episode one. Nice. That's a cool theory they have in there. Oh, that mean we could get Pelagius in there. Yes. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> um, but then, but we, now we have to wait till March to Mandalorian season three. They're hyping that up. Like we're going to get a lot more Mandalorians, hopefully longer episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me wait a week for 26 minutes after credits. You were giving us 48 minutes of Andor. You can give us at least 48 minutes. I don't care if it's extra shots. Just put it in there. Make me get lost in the world. That's what Andor did great. That's not me hating Mandalorian. They're two different shows. Yeah. Two different shows for two Mm -hmm. different audiences. But it's... I just can't wait for this. And then, you know, we still got Ahsoka, which hopefully they drop an official trailer and a date on that soon. I can't wait for that as well. Right. But it's going to be... It's always going to be a little dry here for a minute. We got Bad Batch coming in January... Yeah, but you, I know you said you might not even watch it. I might let it build for like a month and then watch four episodes in a row kind of thing to see if it's selling me. Because I really do think those animation things, they should, I know they're stretching out, so we keep paying for it. Apple does the same thing right now with Mythic Quest, 25-minute comedy. I'm going to be hooked until it's done. <laughs> and then hopefully my subscription's done being free by then. If not, I might have to give them a month. Um, and then watch, Ted Lasso will come out a week later. Um, but I just hope, like, just combine it. Like... Two episodes a week, I'm okay. Yeah. Six weeks, you still got customers committed for two months to have to pay. But they're losing money constantly. That's That'll be fun shit you got to look up is what Bob Paycheck or JPEC was doing, not Paycheck. <laughs> uh, but that being said, be sure to follow us at um, 
this is our first actually why am I ending it like that our first live show in yeah. person so be sure to follow us at two guys one lightsaber at facebook.com be sure to also listen to us on apple spotify leave us those five star ratings and reviews as well i'm your host mike pandoff and i'm ron burgess take it easy y'all